Purdue Boilermakers? More like per can't beat Syracuse for the second straight season. That's right, 35-20, the Orange wallop the Boilermakers. And Syracuse football says, hey, we're not just a fluke team that can beat up on the easy games on our schedule. We're a squad that could go into Big Ten country in a sold-out crowd in a primetime NBC football game and show that we're still that good. This is a team you do not want to see on your schedule. It's a Locked On Syracuse Monday. Let's get right after it. You are Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up? What's happening? Welcome to your Lockdown Syracuse Monday episode. It's your boy OV saying thank you so much for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen today and every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Lockdown. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Syracuse 3-0 against the spread this season. 3-0 in the record book this season. Another dominant victory by Dino Babers and company. This time 35-20 on the road at Purdue in a sold-out venue on Saturday night. And the Orange do exactly what they had done the first two weeks. They get out. They thrive on offense. The defense forces turnovers. The defense consistently a presence, and Syracuse looms victorious. Finally, I don't have to lead an episode with everything I say, like I'm exaggerating, but I have to say with a grain of salt because they beat up on an FCS and a bottom-tier FBS squad. Today, I come on here. Syracuse having just beat Purdue, and I don't have to give an asterisk. I don't have to say a, but they just. I just get to talk about this team going in and winning a football game that was the sort of coming out party for this team. It was the same situation when these two squads met in the Dome a year ago, right? We weren't quite sure what the Syracuse team was, how good they were, what their ceiling is. And after that game, you had a better idea. You're like, okay, this team is actually legit. This team's got some life to them. I feel the same way this time around, right? The 2-0 start was what you should do. They did it, right? I have no gripes with that because they did exactly what they should do. And Syracuse should do that every single year. Schedule two gimme non-conference games to get yourself a couple of wins closer to a bowl game every single year. You're Syracuse football. You're not a perennial national title contender anymore. Right now, you're just a team that wants to play that 13th game. You're in and you're out. You want to win the 13th game or play the 13th game and maybe have a chance at being competitive in the ACC, right? Schedule the two gimme games and get yourself 2-0 and heading into week three, where now when you are decent and you're showing some life and you're looking good, you're a 3-0 and squad that's getting votes in both polls And you can say, hey, look at us. We are a legitimate football team ready for a pretty simple game at Army. Obviously, that's – or 
against Army. That's later on in the week. We'll dive into that game. But right now, people are not happy to see you on the schedule. And I'll tell you one team, not to look ahead, right, not to get caught in a trap game of the lull that is Army before an ACC play. But I don't want to look too far ahead, but I would assume that Clemson is very, very nervous to play the game in the Dome two weeks from now. The way Syracuse has started, the way Clemson has started, that is a game that I assume they are terrified to play because Clemson has been off to as shaky a start as you can imagine. They've got Florida State this week, so they're already going to be, in theory, coming off a loss at 2-2 two and two and needing to get back in the win column to be above 500. Syracuse, in that game, I'm getting way too far ahead of myself. I'll rein it back in in a second. Syracuse could put Clemson below 500 five games into the season. Is that a sentence that we thought we would utter, especially the people that thought, hey, Florida State is so bad. They're so terrible. Clemson's still going to be the best team. Florida State is good. Clemson, not so much. And Syracuse is going to be a feared team from Clemson. And if you look even further ahead, I would assume North Carolina is a little nervous as well. This is a team right now you do not want to see on your schedule because they've got upset potential. They have the it factor right now. They're playing with some spice. They're playing with some life, and they're playing like a team that knows they can win and wants to continue capitalizing on momentum week after week after week. I'm so excited with this team right now. Maybe I overreact a little bit today. My thought right now, give you a little lay of the land for this week. Uh, it's Monday afternoon. I apologize I couldn't get this out to start the day, but Monday afternoon episode, in my opinion, better than no Monday episode. Today, on Monday, I'm going to be all positives. All the good things, all the things that had me fired up from this Purdue game. Tomorrow on Tuesday, going to deep dive a little bit more into some things I'd like to still see improved. I'll give you a hint. Receivers. I was really high on you last week. Need to see the catch. Catch the ball. Looks like Gabe Davis out there with bricks for hands, except this past week, Gabe Davis actually had a good game. Uh, but still, the receivers, some penalty stuff, right? We'll get into the nitty-gritty of that tomorrow. Today, on your Monday episode of Locked on Syracuse, I'm here to be positive. I'm here to have some fun. And I am here to overreact even maybe to Syracuse football and another strong, strong win against Purdue. Back-to-back seasons, they beat the Boilermakers. This was a, a, a sort of a home-and-home home agreement, a two-game series that was a little bit worrisome, I would say, right? I don't think anyone really said, hey, you know, Syracuse is going to go 2-0 in this confidently. Uh, that was not me by any means. I said in my preseason prediction, Syracuse would lose to Purdue. I said after week one when Purdue lost, Syracuse dominated, that maybe I'd flip that prediction. I didn't give an official prediction. Was I right? Was I wrong? We'll never know. I did think Syracuse would win. I did not think they'd win by 15. Uh, I'll say that. They were two and a half point favorites. I probably would have taken them to cover barely. Maybe a three point victory uh, would have been my assumption. But I have nothing on the record, so I can't take credit for getting it right. What I can say is right now, my opinion on Garrett Schrader is solidified. And people who've listened to me on this show since last year know that I've had the fluctuation thing or mabobber where I'm how confident am I? How confident am I? How confident am I? I've wavered. And I wavered over the summer with him coming off of injury. I wasn't so confident when I heard he was on a pitch clock or a pitch count. Uh, I wasn't so confident when I heard they were really, really slowly easing him back in after I was told he was as healthy as can be. I'm sold on Garrett Schrader right now. That man is a dog. That man is 2018 Eric Dungy. And I'll say this, and people aren't going to be too happy. Maybe this is part of my overreaction. 
on your Monday lockdown Syracuse. But OV's got a statement right here that Garrett Schrader right now could, just could, surpass 2018 Eric Dungy if he keeps this up. He has been absolutely tremendous. He is a man that is elevating this football team beyond its wildest dreams right now. And I'll also say this, maybe this man has been having side meetings with Houdini and David Blaine and Penn and Teller because this man's sleight of hand is absolutely outrageous. It is out of this world. Two of probably the best fake handoffs and slip around the edge. I've seen watching college football in some time. Do I take in every game? No. Are there some examples that maybe can compare? Sure. But right now, that is how incredible. He made the, the highlight reels. He made the viral sensations with those plays. Good for him. Everybody saw it. He's a magician. Troy Noons is an absolute magician. Give them a shout out. So is Garrett Schrader right now. It's a use, a low-hanging fruit, but it's the truth right now. That man is absolutely elusive. He's got sleight of hand. He's deceptive. It wouldn't surprise me if he threw some powder on the floor and he disappeared and then you find him in the end zone. Those were the type of plays Garrett Schrader was making. A menace on the ground, finding his way into the end zone four times, four rushing touchdowns for a quarterback. He led the country in rushing yards as a quarterback. This man, what can't he do right now? I am sold. Let me calm down, give you a little bit of an advertisement uh, to catch my breath. But I am fired up. I am all in right now, and maybe I regret this in two weeks or in three weeks. But for right now, let's ride the high. I will gladly say I didn't think this team was 3-0 before the season, especially in the offseason. Preseason camp, I got a little higher on this team. But I am pleasantly surprised. I am on board, and I want it on the record that even though my prediction was wrong, I am excited that they won. I will gladly be wrong if it means that Syracuse is right. Let's take a quick pause. On the other side, I continue my excitement. I continue talking about this fun game, uh, the electric Syracuse defense, and many other things, plus a little look at Twitter uh, to close out the show, some of your thoughts from post-game. But right now, let's talk a little bit about our friends over at BetterHelp. BetterHelp. Okay. Sorry, I just lost it for a second. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever find that just as you're trying to fall asleep, your brain suddenly won't stop talking? Your thoughts start racing right before bed or at inopportune moments. Sometimes, especially when I'm really tired, the brain just starts to wander. It turns out one great way to make those racing thoughts go away is to talk them through. Therapy is a place to do that. So you can get out of your negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional peace. It's helpful to learn positive coping skills. It's helpful to learn ways to handle when your mind is racing like this, and it empowers you to be the best version of yourself. Therapy isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash lockdown college today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H E L P.com slash locked on college. Okay. Owen Valentine, your locked on Syracuse Monday episode, overreacting, maybe really excited, whatever you want to call it, to Syracuse's 35 20 victory over Purdue. Let me take a sip. This is water in here, although it's a red solo cup. And although I'm fired up, I do promise you this is water. I didn't want to do the dishes after this weekend. I had a lazy weekend, all right? But 
I'm excited because Syracuse football Serino for the first time back-to-back years for the first time since 59-60. So Syracuse hasn't been 3-0 for the second straight year since they're coming off a national championship. That's nuts. But here we are. Syracuse football off to another great start. I'm excited. I'm fired up. I'm way more in on this team than I could have imagined being. How many of you remember the episode where I just did one of those I hate everything about Syracuse football rants? We lost this guy. We lost this guy. So-and-so's gone. So-and-so's gone. This happened. This happened. This happened. This happened. This happened. And here I am, fired up, overconfident, overjoyed, ready to talk about this team pursuing a 4-0 start uh, with a realistic chance to upset Clemson. They could be favorites against Clemson in the Dome. Who would have thought? This team right now, uh, I'll talk, right? I I gave Schrader the compliments to start. He deserves every single one of them. Combined for over 300 yards with nearly 200 on the floor, 195 on the floor. Uh, If you get rid of sacks, he ran for over 200 yards in this game, right? That's unbelievable. Ran for 214 if you get rid of sack losses. LaQuint Allen, uh, solid game as well. 17 yards on the ground, or 17 carries for 81 yards, just about Five yards a carry, a hair shy. Receivers we'll talk about tomorrow. I'm not talking about them today. Uh, but you had five rushing touchdowns in this game. They account for all 35 of your points. The defense was outstanding, consistently a presence in the backfield, um, forcing Purdue to some tough decisions, forcing Hudson Card, a guy who was really, really solid, to turn the ball over four times. Really, really tough. Uh, Syracuse just forcing him into bad decisions, uh, pressure on him, forcing fumbles, whatever you want to talk about. The defense looked great for the most part. I'll talk about one or two things tomorrow that I'd like to see improve. But this team came out firing, and they came out like, yeah, you know, you guys are are angry, Purdue. You're angry about last season when we walk off against you basically with an Aronde Gadsden touchdown. I didn't even talk about the fact that we got the OG news right before kickoff, that Gadsden's out for the season. Hurts tremendously. Syracuse said, yeah, it hurts, right? No question about it. We're good. We can be okay. We're going to miss you, OG. Maybe you'll be back next year. Maybe you won't. But we're okay. We're going to do our thing. We're going to continue to grind. We're going to continue to hustle. Uh, and we got you. All right, we'll pick you right back up. That's what I saw from this team, that fight, that ready-to-rumble type attitude, just get out and do things. This team played with a spark. They played with a little bit of a swagger, a little bit of like an almost, we're angry that you don't think we're really good type attitude. Eh? Don't underestimate us. We're legit. We're going to do our thing. That's the type of swagger that's, I don't even know what, pizzazz, right? That we're just going to let things go. We got ideas and we're going to let them do their thing. I'm sold on Jason Beck. I'll give Jason Beck my social security number. I'll give Jason Beck my credit card info, my password to my phone, whatever he needs. That's how much I trust Jason Beck right now. Get him some money, keep him in Syracuse, because he is a guy that is going to make this team successful, make this program successful, uh, more so than many other people can. I am really, really in on Jason Beck. I like this offense, and we finally got a peek at a little bit more of the intricacies, right? When you're playing Western Michigan, when you're playing Colgate, you don't need to unleash the full playbook. You don't even need to unleash a lot of the playbook. You can keep a lot of things under lock and key. And against Purdue, you started to see a little bit more of the options that exist 
in this offense, a little bit more of the design runs for Schrader in this offense. And some of those quick decisions that is even a style of offense Purdue is really trying to do with card as well, uh, where you're pulling it back a little bit, where you're not handing the ball off. You're going to keep it when you see the opportunity, depending on the read, you're going to keep it or give it to LaQuint or get around the edge or pull these fakes left and right. Derek Schrader uh, is really in a nice spot. And it is because we're starting to see a little bit more, a little bit more and a little bit more of this playbook and what the true Jason Beck offense really is. There are a lot of overlaps between Robert and I and what he was doing last season and what Jason Beck's doing this year. Uh, But Jason Beck looks like he could have been the unsung hero to that Robert and I offense uh, for the past couple of years, really, really stepping in nicely and showing that this is an offense that isn't going to waver despite having its third OC in the same number of years. The defense looks solid. I like what Rocky Long's doing. I like that they're a consistent presence. Marlo Wax. Oh, Marlo Wax. Ah, I'm so impressed with the offensive and defensive leadership. Um, I'm going to give Schrader. I gave Schrader all his props today, right? Schrader and Marlo Wax, what a duo in terms of being the, the sort of head guys, uh, the leaders, uh, both you know physically, statistically, and uh, emotionally, mentally, like both sides of leadership, leading by example, leading by performance, leading by, you know, just being a true leader on both sides of the ball. Marlo Wax plays with some fight. He is outstanding, a consistent presence, a turnover forcing machine, and a guy that just makes plays. He does what you need him to do. I remember, uh, you know, the almost fourth fumble on the sideline that you know, Purdue actually touched out of bounds to, to keep the ball. Marlowe right in there, keeping the ball in bounds. Just a presence, a ball hawk uh, in a non-traditional ball hawking position, right? You're used to using the ball hawking phrase uh, in the secondary. Marlowe Wax is a ball hawk from the front, doing what you need him to do, uh, and, and just consistently being outstanding. The rest of the defense showed out as well. Uh, making big plays in big spots, right? They wavered a little bit. They bent a little bit. They did not break in this game. Uh, And that's what you need to do, right? Purdue is the best offense that you've seen so far. No question about it. And they didn't really get a chance to thrive all too much. And when they were thriving, Syracuse got enforced and sometimes was the beneficiary of untimely turnovers for Purdue. You can bend but they did not break. Let's take one more break here, unlike the defense, and then we'll close it out uh, with some chats from a Twitter uh, or X or whatever you want to say it's called uh, to take us into the end of this episode. Let me see if I can pull up Twitter as I'm pulling up the advertisement. Today we are going to close out our ads by talking about athletic Brewing. It is now time for your game changer of the week brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. How could you not go with Garrett Schrader this week? And much like Garrett Schrader, Athletic Brewing has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. Garrett Schrader, right? Do I need to talk more about him? He was the game changer of the week. Almost 400 combined yards rushing and through the air. Uh, Four touchdowns on the ground. A program record. He is unquestionably the game changer of the week, just like Athletic Brewing Company. They make full non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good, full of flavor, 
and well-crafted, just like a full-strength beer. They're great-tasting and award-winning and beat out full-strength beers in global competitions. They brew over 50 styles of craft, non-alcoholic beer, including IPAs, Golden Sours, and more. They're fit for all time, so you can drink them anytime, anywhere, and make any activity even more enjoyable, like watching a football game or your kid's game, tackling work or working out. There is so much that you could do uh, while using uh, this product. It really is fun. And there's no hangovers ever. That is the power of Athletic Brewing Company. And you can find Athletic Brewing Co.'s non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy them online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use code LOCKDOWN to get 15% off your first online order. Near beer, that's code LOCKEDON at checkout, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout for 15% off at Athletic Brewing Company. Exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. Okay. Owen Valentine, on the final stretch of your Lockdown Syracuse Monday, taking a look at Twitter to talk about what you guys said after the game. Lucas Sachel, I love this team so much. I don't care that I woke up my 10-month-old. Yeah, this was a game that was just exciting. It was fun. There were some moments where you worried a little bit, but Syracuse in the driver's seat start to finish, uh, and that's exactly what you want to see. I miss Marek Dolajai. So do I. Uh, Syracuse underscore fan on Twitter. I think it's time to have the serious Schrader and Dungy comparison talks. Team struggled with DeVito being a pocket passer behind a bad offensive line, Uh, but we have a football player who happens to play quarterback. Uh, If recruiting gets a bit better, this is sustainable uh, to fix the 2D. I like it. Uh, I I think the Nungi and Schrader conversation is legitimate just because both of them uh, allowed you to look past offensive line struggles, right? Both of them were able to make something out of nothing and surpass O-line issues. And if the pocket collapsed, they were able to survive and and pull off those, you know, Mahomes-esque, Allen-esque plays where you can get out of the pocket, you can escape and make some magic happen. Uh, I think it's a very warranted comparison. I already made the comparison on the episode today just because of that feels like the rightful comparison right now and the rightful analogy to be making uh, at this point in time. Uh, Let's see what else we got. Um, Cole Fluker, I'm not overreacting to the receivers yet. I think they're just fine. Defense played hard and can only do so much with refs calling bad both ways. Yeah, the officiating wasn't incredible, um, but it wasn't – one-sided in my opinion I felt like both sides were getting the same stuff um realistically this could have been a 30-point blowout but the Big Ten road win is nothing to complain about yeah on the road Big Ten road win sold out crowd first time leaving the comfort of the dome this season and they do what they need to do could they have won by 30 sure did they still win in comfortable dominant fashion very much so um EJ Carpino, Edubs92 on Twitter. Excellent game played by the defense. Johnson and Wilson played great in coverage. Wax and McDonald are studs. Schrader played his best best game last night. Could have had a bigger game, minus some drops. O-line played well. What more can you ask for? This is one of those games where you're just excited. You're fired up. Things went well. Uh, I I liked Isaiah Johnson. I liked what Jeremiah Wilson were doing in coverage, right? Uh, Sometimes they were getting beat for chunk coverage, maybe a little more than you'd want. but they were consistently making plays, uh, forcing the ball out if it was, you know, popped in there, uh, forcing incompletions, couple of pass breakups, really, really solid games out of them. Uh, Wax, McDonald, both of them, uh, 
big plays throughout this game. Dylan McDonald is fun to watch as well. Uh, really exciting play. Schrader's a beast. This is from C. Breen. Uh, Schrader's a beast. Cuse looked like the Big Ten team. On to Army. Well said. Get right after it. Uh, Michael, this is the best team we've had since 2018. Went on the road into a sold-out Big Ten arena and dominated the flow the whole way through. Yeah, I like that. Mike Tucci, Syracuse, about to go 4-0 next week. Let's take one game at a time, as you know. Last year, 6-0, finished 6-7, yes. But some great games coming up in the next month especially on the road. Uh, some road games. I wish some of those games were at home. I love having the Clemson game at home, right, just because I feel like that's the game that people naturally get the most fired up about. But I would have loved to have Carolina or Florida State in the Dome, especially that Florida State squad. So good, so fun to watch right now. They did waver a little bit this weekend, a closer call against BC than I think many people expected. But that team is solid. That team's going to win some football games. I expect them to represent the ACC in the college football playoff. Um, they're a really, really solid team, uh, and, and they're on the schedule right now. Uh, the biggest matchup of the season for anyone in the ACC, um, it's a huge game for whoever they're facing off against. Uh, we'll see what happens. I'm fired up. Tomorrow we'll look at some of the things that can still be improved upon, right? You're allowed to be excited about being 3-0. You're allowed to be fired up and overreacting and all – arms in the air, celebrating, throwing parties, waking up your 10-year-month-old, whatever it is, you're allowed to do that and still say, okay, we got some things to fix for next week, right? You can win a football game confidently and still want to get better, still want to improve, and there is some room for Syracuse to do that. So we'll talk about that tomorrow. But until then, I'm Owen Valentine. Thank you for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen today and every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thank you so much. I will see you tomorrow. We'll talk about some things I need to see improvements on. But be kind. Make somebody smile this afternoon. And have a great night. Owen Valentine. Peace.